So if you're feeling salty, then I'm your tequila. If you've got the freedom, then I've got the time. There ain't nothing sweeter than naked emotions. So you show me yours, hun, and I'll show you mine. <laughs> Brett, thank you very much, man. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank it's, you for having me. It's nice to... I know this was just by fluke. I shot you an email. Just I haven't touched base with you in years because of the world. Absolutely. And all of a sudden, it just so happened that you were coming up to Toronto. You're checking out our hood. Well, I appreciate you remembering me and keeping me in mind. And, <laughs> I still have your card, man. I still have your card. And also, I'm a fan of the product. I'm well, a, thank you. I'm a huge fan. And it's grown. The product's grown. The, the line. It is. It has. I mean, we celebrated our fifth year in North America over the summer, and we've seen our business grow exponentially during COVID. Um, our Canadian business continues to get better, and we appreciate our partners north of the border. So, yeah, it's an exciting time at Mozo. It's going to be a good. It's going to be a good show. We're going to talk about bamboo and bamboo products. So it's basically decking and hardwood flooring, but you guys are also doing far more than just that. We are. As, as the Mozo Group, we predicate ourselves on advancing bamboo as a building material. Yep. Um, the company was started in 1997 with the idea of, of establishing bamboo as a building material, not simply just an aesthetic. So we started as a flooring company, which is the basis of the building materials industry in China. Yeah. Uh, from that part so and then the uh, the founders of the company went and looked for architect partners and tried to find material application that we could use bamboo instead of wood steel plastic concrete and uh they hit pay dirt and 20 2001 we uh worked with a, an architect firm over in spain to do the ceiling at the madrid international airport oh i didn't see that one did I see that one? I, I don't think he did. It's no. it's one of the older ones. It's okay. a little over 2 million square feet of flexible fire-rated bamboo ceiling. I believe it's the largest bamboo building project in the world to date. So we, were, we did that with our partners, and that kind of set us off on our way. And where we have acquired products to our line and established brand and resold them, a still a major measurable part of our business is developing and working with the architect community for other uh, applications of bamboo. Nice. You're getting ahead of ourselves way sorry, ahead, sorry, but no, no, sorry, I, want, I want to share all the deets because I got a lot of questions. Um, so obviously I'm wearing, uh, I'm wearing old tape 61, his t-shirt Robinson sons. I'm always a fan of what he's up. He's actually in New York. Okay. Yeah. So he was nice enough to send me the tea there. And I'm speaking with Brett Kelly here from uh, Mosul, right? Correct. Mosul, North America, and you handle all of Canada and the U.S.? Or that, that is correct. One man. No, 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 no. no, no. Some days it feels like that. No, I have a great team. I have a, I have a team of uh, two other full-time employees, and we work with some independent agents and our distribution partners. Nice. And uh, everyone check it out because this is going to be interesting. You might want to go online and take a look at some of the product. Triple W, it's M-O-S-O hyphenated bamboo.com. And his email is bkelly at uh, the same, moso hyphenated bamboo.com. And on Instagram, it's moso... Uh, Sorry, Moso Bamboo Products. Bamboo Products, that's right. Bad, I even, bad I'm handwriting. I'm the, no, no, I'm the one that actually told you. I totally forgot about it. I just read cue cards, Brett. That's all I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I want to, okay, first of all, I'm a huge fan because of what you guys are doing, where the product is, and how it's being used. And this is gone are the days of what bamboo, I guess, the stigma or the stereotype, how it was 10, 15 years ago. I, th I think so. I yeah. think so. It, it, 
there was a bad rap when there was some expose done on some glue that was used. Yes. I think lumber liquidators really got called out and, and unfairly so, but it, it did. It cast a lot of shade on the industry and it, and it reflected on the uh, manufacturing practices that were being done. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it was nothing wrong. I mean, they were right with a lot of stuff they said. Blaming one particular party was wrong. Yeah. So we've had to overcome that, but we continue to fight forward. And I, I think I think that has left the market to some to some extent. But it, yeah, that's gone. And now this is a high quality product, right? Absolutely. So, so the whole point, and it's actually you can use it in our temperature. We can use it in our country. It's not that we're freezing cold here, but the thing is that you can use it in our residential applications. Right? Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. We, we do a lot of work up on Lake Muskoka. I know nice. that's a very popular area for the for the decking and the siding, in particularly. Yeah, to to be weathered. Yes. quite a bit extreme weather when it does get cold or does when it gets really, really hot as well too it does so we we also have a very big business in the middle east that's one of our bigger markets um we do have retail distribution in in israel and we do projects uh throughout dubai and, and then we have another distribution point in uh south africa as well so the climate at this point the bamboo extreme has been tested Everywhere, <laughs> everywhere, tried and tested. Can you please tell me, Brett, that are we getting more projects with wood? Like, I, I'm not the biggest fan of composite. I'm not the biggest fan of, I guess, recycling products and just mashing them up together. I'm a wood guy. I've always been a wood guy. Right. I love wood. Me right? too. Me too. I know, Totally. So it's like, are we seeing a resurgence of wood coming back into the market? Clients willing to take that chance? So you see a measurable percentage of people every year who are tired of their composite whatever other material it's made out of deck and they they go back to naturals yeah we've also recently the last couple of years starting before covid the question that we were getting more and more was how hot does the surface get because of the plastics can be very the heat retention yeah and that's that's an upside to the natural material so you know it's at this point, it really is dominated by the other side. There was, you know, the premise that it came into the market, the low maintenance and all these other things that really kind of pushed aside the growth of natural materials. But we're still here. We still hang around. And, and I think there is always room for it to grow. There's like, well, there's a room for a lot of products. Absolutely. But it's nice that you guys were trying to bring back more wood back to the customers out there so they can choose this. This is a viable option. Absolutely. And then, I mean, you can get a different look and you can you get can. a different kind of style. But you guys are also still focusing on, like, you have the decking, you have the cladding, you've got ceiling treatments, you got all kinds of architectural details made from the same kind of product all over the place, right? A absolutely. We work with the Mozo bamboo species, which is the predominant giant bamboo that grows in China. And... The key to Mozo's success is that we pay attention to the bamboo at every step of the manufacturing. It's, 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 a, it's a textile, like cotton. I mean, the bamboo comb grows up to 60 feet high. It's crazy. Huh? It is nuts. Yeah. And it grows fast. It grows in six months to full height. So to 60 feet. Yeah. Whoa. So, and then it starts to fill in over time. And then, you know, the harvest points between four and five years. So that's, that's the starting point. And it's, it's harvested, right? We harvest lumber, we harvest corn, we harvest cotton. The harvesting point of bamboo is, is what drives its sustainability. I mean, you need 80 years to harvest an oak tree. Yeah. You need four for bamboo. And it just keeps coming back. It's cut above the root. And that's the base. And then 
depending on what you want in the end is what you pay attention to all week through. And, and, you know, Mozo invests a lot of money and time. We have a very big office in China um, that is, that houses our R and D department. Uh, We don't buy anything commodity in the market. Mozo works with its own, you know, we know what works. We know how it needs to be put together. Um, So our office over there is quality control engineers for the most part. But we actually haven't been able to establish the Mozo brand in China the last few years. So we, we <laughs> you haven't been able to. We have been. Oh, we have, have been, been based yeah. on based on quality yeah. and, and you know and our presence in the architecture community. So yeah. we, we've had success over there as well. How are the trades like the actual people that are handling it itself? How are they liking it? They we you know it's been great working with the decking and the siding um, because we do things so differently. Like we offer the only six foot decking product in the market. Um, the products end match similar to flooring, so you can you know span it between the joists. Yep. So it's been a slow turn getting people to look at. You know, the industry went to everything needed to be a long length. You know, no no butt joints, and and we kind of come along and contradict everybody. You know, everything's six foot, but the ease of the installation. I've I've over the last five years I've gotten to meet our installers, California, the East Coast, Southeast. And it's it's interesting. The first comment that most of them make to me is that's the fastest deck I've ever installed, which is great because that means they made money. Yes. Because they priced it out a certain way. They did. And Especially it went down a whole lot. Product. Of Absolutely. It's right. a new product. Didn't get used, you know, need to get used to it. But we, it's, you know, you don't have to worry about scheduled delivery time. Your, your guys aren't running saws all day like cutting everything uh you know my my friend dave frazier frazier decks and patios in san diego you know told me about how much more productive his guys can be working with a product they don't have to fight with all day and and it is a premium you know it's a premium look it gives you the look and feel of a natural wood deck so it is a statement piece but you know providing the contractors giving them something better, faster, less waste, less time, more money in their pockets is, is, is a big part of what we do and, and helps us establish our message and our, our following. How much can you share with us the process? I could walk you through it. I yeah, mean, I mean, I'd love a, to know it because, I mean, outside of harvesting and putting it together, there's a whole process before I actually get the board in my hand. There is. There is. It's, um, I mean, can we... You know, can we turn on the video? Sure, we in the can. Background? We can, totally, yeah. we can. We can show this one video here. So obviously, everybody that's listening, you might want to do yourself a favor and get on YouTube and watch. But right here, we're we're watching a video that you guys have created, right? Yeah. So this was put together by um, our marketing team over in Holland last year. This is the Mozo Mastering Bamboo. Again, our twenty five years in the business, and what this does is just an overview and some some good video. You know what that was the the Mozo Bamboo. You know a forest, and you know just some different pictures of the processes, but basically you're, you're taking bamboo, which is round and hollow. What right? about diameter about three or four inches? No. So the Mozo bamboo can grow up to eight inches in diameter. Our proper, the, what we, what we shoot for is about six inches in diameter oh, from, wow. from a manufacturing standpoint. Okay. Cause we run it through that star knife, just like you would a potato making French fries. Um, after that's done, the skin is removed. The inner and outer skin is removed. And then depending on where that bamboo strip is going to end up, whether it's going to be used in a densified product product where it needs the strip needs to be crushed or whether it's going to go into like a side pressed or a plain pressed, which was the look that a lot of us think of with bamboo where you could yeah. see the knuckles. Yeah. So when you can see the knuckles very wide, the industry calls that plain pressed. 
And when you see it very thin, it's called side press. So those were the two first most form. Those were the big mem- uh, the memories that most people associate with bamboo. Yeah. And then we went to strand woven. And now we're in the densification, which is just the next generation. And that's what you guys have. We, we have a little bit of everything. I mean, okay. the Mozo bamboo products, you know, the, the bamboo extreme is is our outdoor one. I'm going to grab pause here real quick. Yeah, no. Um, this, this is an interesting innovation. So we um, worked, our office in Holland worked together with uh, Mamut Crane, and we developed these cribbing blocks or jacking beams, as they'd refer to in Europe, for crane stabilization. And uh, this has been a really interesting program as supply grows tight of the spruce that was used. The options become like these high-density plastics, and the bamboo becomes a much more affordable option. I mean, they're heavy, but... But they're dense. But they're dense. And they can take this extreme It's 4,560 PSI is is the compression on these things. Wow. Um, I mean, we can... So those blocks are actually going through the same process as the actual products that are sold, or is it slightly different? So, you know, we... With the star knife, we cut that bamboo strip down. Yep. These are densified products. So these products involve the strip, the strand being crushed uh, down, being dried, and then being pressed together. And depending on the application, we use either a, a hot, you know, a hot resin or a cold resin. This would be made with a cold resin, and they compress these down to the density and form them up. And then, you know, this is this is this is. This is actually a very exciting because this is the next step for bamboo. This is getting us purely out of the finished good, the high-end good market. This is trying to work us in a way that people will look at bamboo as a material and as a fiber and, and that we, we can offer things to structural applications. And, uh, you know, it's, a, it's, it's important and it's fun. I mean... Not a lot of people do what we do. So no, it's nobody's exciting. doing it. I, I love it, but, but the first thing is I got a lot of listeners, a lot of tradespeople that their saw blades are crying right now. Are they crying right now? Uh, so, yes and no. But okay. so, <laughs> so with the Mozo Bamboo Extreme, the product is end matched on 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 both sides. We present the decking installers and the siding installers an opportunity to just install your field. Yes. Because you don't have to do any cutting in the field. And then you run, run chalk line, and you're going to run up the side. So, yes, the material is hard on the blades. And, yes, you will use less of them. Yes. So, but, I mean, you just get the right blade that's going to cut it properly. Absolutely. You know, yeah. the carbides out there, the the, the diamond tip. Um, we, we don't get a lot of pushback on that so much anymore because there's not a, you know, you're not having to cut back at every joist. Yeah. You know, you're not having to do other things. You know, one of the one of the big complaints of the of the EPay deck builders, which was my realm before I came to Bamboo, is you know, board takes you know it's a 16 foot board that takes a hard left hand turn somewhere around 13. And it's half impossible feet. to twist it back. It's impossible. And you'll fight with it. You'll yeah. get those bow wrenches. You can try. Good luck. Absolutely. Uh, I encourage everybody, don't try. Give up. <laughs> right. But they will because yeah. you need that 16-footer. And you start to look at all these little areas that that as an installer, you lose time. And, yes. And you can't predict those. And we just come in and, and just allow you to lay material. But you're totally right. Like, I mean, you're patented the, the way it cl- clicks almost like a TNG. It's got... it. it it actually looks aesthetically pleasing. It it does. It right? does. It has a it it's has got a, a continuation look groove. to it. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I mean, this is the 
you know, this is the decking product here. I think there was another shot of it back here. I think there was a, a siding. Oh, here's, here's a, yeah. a siding. So, so the siding, there you go. And yep. so th those actual butt joints together, yep. they look proper. They do. You don't get as much movement in the bamboo. It doesn't have, you know, where a piece of wood is an open cell structure anywhere around it. Bamboo, it's really open at the top and the bottom. That's it. And in a manufactured process where that's densified. So, you know, that's made out of a, a 20 millimeter uh, exterior product. So about eight inches of bamboo strand get compressed down and reconstituted to form that product right there. And then it comes off in a panel. And wow. then we form the panel, the profile. And that's, that's a somewhat similar to depending on the products and the applications that we use. Um, you know, the exterior has been, is, has been our biggest realm in North America. It was my, you know, my background came from, I started selling ePay decking in, you know, 1993. Are people so, still doing ePay decks? They are. They are. It's but still, I mean, I thought about the whole rainforest and sustainability. Is there any even... Left. There's, well, it's it's still left. I mean, it's not the it's not the old growth. I no, mean, no, it's, it's different. But the but the industry is still there. You know, there's FSC trade in it. Yes. There's there's parts of things that that ePay that that bamboo can't do. I mean, we are limited in our length availability, so that that cuts us down the applications. But that is that is the market that we see space to grow into because. You know, the sustainability issue, which is, is you know, the, the, the architects, the homeowners, you know, the, the conscious consumers are going to look at those things. And then, you know, fortunately enough for us, we price point out well enough that if you're just open to looking at a natural material, you know, we fall, we're competitive with some of the upper lines of the composites and, less, and we're less money than the PVCs. And we've been a lot less than the EPA over the last couple of years with the... Just the shipping, the shipping and, you know, yeah, just a shipping nightmare that we were all dealing with. Now, are you guys also offering this already pre-oiled coming toward it, or no, that's after the fact, right? No, we, we, we started that way, but we've since gone back to just letting it come over natural and then oiling. It, it gets a better effect when the material has time to acclimate. Again, yes. going back to, to treating it like a piece of lumber and, and, and using it as the natural material that it is. And then I also noticed that you guys, okay, so uh, not too many times it's face screwed. It's either clipped or, but you guys are also working with uh, Grand USA, Grand Concept USA. Oh, absolutely, with the yeah. Clips, right? So yes, yeah. And she's been on the show, and we were talking about it. And they've opened up, uh, I guess, a distribution hub now in the U.S. in Houston. I think it is. They, they do. They have their yeah. they have their hub in Houston. Um, we've worked with. So the partnership started in Europe with the two companies. And They're French based, right? They, they are French based, yeah, French. and is and and the, the cladding, the, the cladding that we looked at. As a matter of fact, this is done with the Grad system, which is such a wicked system for furring strips, and it has all the clips exactly. Where, you don't need to do anything, basically. No, you just pretty much snap on the board, and yeah. and due to the stability of the Mozo Extreme, it works well with the system. So I went to IBS with Gladys last year. We showed the top. The the the, the folks um, from Kebony were there. They're showing the cladding, and then we were showing the decking aspect. Um, it takes a while to develop the the partners for the deck top for that material. Just some codes, okay. The, the, all just just the clearances you have to go through for a structural deck versus a siding wall. Yeah. So we've, you know, we're working with Gladys to make sure she has something to offer for decking, and I am I'm very happy to say we're in the process of completing our first deck together nice. in in Arizona. So I know she had some of it on social media over around the Thanksgiving. Yeah, holiday. we spoke to her. 
probably about a year ago we spoke to her. Okay. She was just first launching. She was coming here. I think she was making a brief stop here in Toronto. And she then, was. And then we snuck it in, and now she's been in Houston the whole time and building her team there, right? And she is. She has a couple of people throughout the country. One of her sales reps actually lives near us. Um, I'm, I'm based out, outside of Philadelphia, PA. And um, Tom comes over to the office. We, we have a display that we both use. And, you know, working in partnership with them, we – um, provided the warehouse for the first loads of inventory that came in for for grad as as as, as she was getting her her home set up during the you know the warehouse shortage amongst other things. So it is a very good relationship. The companies are are very tight, and that has a lot of you know in the world where labor is 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 the one uncontrollable expense. Yep. It's getting higher and higher, and I, and it should be. I mean these you know skilled craftsmen, but anything you could put in the market helps save time, helps save money, helps save waste improve efficiencies of the installation and 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 that's those are great things in themselves and and we have the sustainability on top of it well it's interesting because i think that a lot of new deck builders either stateside or in canada here or probably i don't know about europe or how they're handling it but uh it's almost like fine cabinetry work it's almost like oh yeah extreme detail oh and and i get it here in north america we're such a i guess you know pressure treated society cedar right select cedar if you want to go down that road but the thing is you can spend all the fine cabinetry skills that you've got on those kinds of materials in a few years it's going to start to change yes. mother nature is just going to start to change it mother nature is not going to change this product the same way no no mother nature is is a lot kinder to us uh the bamboo has uh, the and I, I address the stability and i See, that's beautiful man right like that's Thank you. Stunning. That's that's in that's that's in that's in Vancouver. So. That's in Vancouver. Yes, that's at the uh, Douglas Marriott Hotel in, in downtown Vancouver. We have a our sales rep out in Western Canada, Alicia Hanini, uh, brought that project to us. See, what's funny, Brett, is that um, I love that architects are always challenging themselves to do these high-profile locations like airports and hotels and other facilities because they take a lot of wear and tear. They do. I you know it's it was interesting the first time I ever went to Europe. I, I, I was in the Stockholm airport. Okay. And I'm walking through the airport, and I, I look down below my feet, and there's there's hardwood. There's 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 Jatoba flooring. Really? In the airport. And I'm like, well, I'm obviously not in the United States anymore because <laughs> we, we have an affinity for concrete tile and carpet. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it, it you know, when you start to look at these applications, and, you know, this is this is um, this is an industrial flooring product that we do. And um, I believe this is in France in the railway stations. Yeah, the, the railway So everything, line. the benches, the flooring, yep. all your product. Yep. So this, the product, you know, you talk about the challenges from the architects and design community. So this, you're looking at the challenge. They came to Mozo. They wanted a sustainable flooring solution with some caveats. One, they wanted a 30-year warranty. Two, they wanted a Class A fire rating. You know, they're, they're being real easy. Uh, you, you need the fire. And last but not least, that floor has to have the exact same maintenance schedule as the steel next to it and the tile, which means it gets swept off and wet mopped every day. And then once a year, you can put a treatment on it. And that's what we came up with. And, and, and I think there's been like 8 million square feet installed in France. And I know we have it in, Sh in Schlepol Airport in Amsterdam. And it still looks the same? It, it's, it's, it's the indoor equivalent of the extreme outdoor product. I, my, my, my friends in Europe, my, my great friend Jean Pascal, who runs the sales region, 
calls this semi-outdoor flooring. And I lo- it's, it's like, well, it can handle everything but the sun. I'm like, okay, that's, we speak different English. But, uh, but it's, you know, again, this is, this is a product that can withstand a lot of wear and tear and, and is very stable. And, 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 you know, in the end, it's, it's, when you look at the lumber products, what you talked about, you gave some different examples. Yeah. You can invest the money in the cedar and some of these other things. I've built those decks. I've built those sidings. I've built all that stuff. And they're beautiful. And they're beautiful. But then all of a sudden, unfortunately, Mother Nature beats it even harder than it could ever be beaten. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and the, the simple stress of the weather, right? The, yeah. The, the change of cycles, which is obviously... So this is my favorite. This is my favorite Look how beautifully weather that is, man. Right. So this is, I love this. See, I go back to being a wood person. The patina on that is gorgeous. Thank you. Thank you. Totally. Right? That's what you want to see. You want You're to fully see. responsible for that, Brett? Were you there the whole time no. with a magnifying glass, just intensifying the sun right on that I wood? W- I, wish I, I, wish, I wish I could take <laughs> no, credit No, but see, how, see I, I like that kind of agedness right? to it. It's nice. It's been there for a while. So yes. this is the same, you know, these are six-foot deck boards. You can see the posts are about yes. four feet on center. This is great, right? So you see the watermark, right, man? Yes. You see how water sits on half of that board every yeah. day, right? So here's the twist. This photo was taken eight years after that was installed. <laughs> and it's still there. It's still there like that. It's, it's still, still there. Like and that. it hasn't twisted. No. It hasn't I mean, split. It hasn't done anything. I mean, that's a foot cantilever. Yeah. That's just. Do you know how they connected that joint? That the dowel. Uh, I believe it's that was dowel. Just dowels, huh? Yeah. Wow. That's very impressive. Isn't actually. that cool? I That's like. Very, I love. Sorry, where that was job. that again? This is in. This is the. This is in France. It's the Ryberbach. So it Hotel. gets weather. It, it gets, does. It gets absolutely. Snow oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. We. Uh, you know. These. These are four seas. Most of where the material is, are multi-season clients. I mean, we we do. I mean, we do have material in in you know the mid the Middle East, um, like I said. But you know, the high desert gets it gets very cold there as well. Yeah, there is extremes. Oh, there are. There absolutely are. There is. I think if I take the, um, I think I put some filters on here. So this is this is interesting. So this is uh, in Germany. We do a lot of we do a lot of spa business. Um, Where are we going? Look at this. I feel like oh, I'm, yes. oh, I want to go there. travel now. <laughs> <laughs> there That's it is. There German, you yeah. About, yep, yeah yep. The spa. So, so we do a lot of spa work, right? So this was. This is again is another great advantage of the bamboo. So look, you can take the wider material to use around the. It's it's good around a pool deck. What you can't, I, what you this not this particular hotel, but we've recently been able to. We now make a specific pool deck product, right? So one of the benefits of the Mozo Extreme is it won't moisture won't wick into it. So no. water sits on top till it dries, which creates. So you could have it so, that close to water sources. Yeah. So now we put it. We put a slight dome on it, so water leaks off. Yes. We, pre, we pre-stress, but yeah, you could be that close to water. We do not have. We don't have leaching issues. There's nothing in it. it is It is. You know, ninety percent bamboo, ten percent phenolic resin is the binder that we use. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. The the resin doesn't break down. And that's so, with this product here. That's the hot or the cold process. That's a, that's a hot process. That's a hot, okay. So the, the 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 exterior is 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 the hot. So there's another. Where is that in the Netherlands? Okay, so that's cladding there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, they boy, it, it's amazing what they use wood cladding on. They're not messing around. No. So with the clip system on that, did you also use grand on that? You did. Yep. Yep. Really. Yep. Wow. Wait, 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 hang on. It's like the furring strips are PVC, so they're flexible. So. The the, the 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 genius of the system is they they can make her 
her rails to, to spec for the job. So as long as they got the drawings. Yeah. Wow. This is, um, I just want to make sure I, uh, it's hotel. This was a BRX. So this is a wood. This is, um, this is a, a, a customer of ours in, in Holland that he, all he does is this side, these siding projects. These are pretty much everything you see. And he works with grad as well as us. And, you know, he does his own profiling. And he works with tropical hardwoods. As, I mean, he still has customers. He's, he still does um, other products, you know, of the natural wood. This, this is kind of cool. This is my, my, my good friend Andy Page in South Africa who runs this office. This is one of his clients. That, eh? Right, where we do the, uh, the decking in the, in the safari setup. Wow. I mean, it's, 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 it's kind of cool. I mean. It's very, very cool. You know, we, we do these high out, these high end luxury builds. This is actually, we've done a few with them. We're starting to do the flooring in their, in their, uh, so I mean, cost wise though, I mean, you are a premium at with EP, you're probably in the same price point as an ePay product, right? We, we are in the same price point as an ePay product. We are, when you take the waste factor, we probably turn out to be just a little bit less. Yeah. I would say. And so then what are you like two and a half to three times more than, a cedarish, or? yeah, yeah. It depends. I don't see much cedar decking in the lower forty-eight. Okay. So um, most of it's an STK, excuse me. So a select tight knot grade. Yeah. And it is less expensive. I mean, we see the mangaris. We see the whatever's coming across uh, from Indonesia these days. Yeah. I did. There's a blau. There's a yellow. Um, we are um, looking. You know, again, we, we, we do a little spec chasing in the aspect that if we find architects working with, you know, ePay, we will present them another option and then are able to bring both the story of, you know, um, economics as well as the sustainability. But it's also like, okay, so that airport that you were talking about, the 30-year, that actually, you guys gave it the 30-year warranty on it. Oh, absolutely! And yeah. so all these products are all that kind of time frame. Is that uh, most of most of them? Most of them are, you know, depending on their applications. I mean, we still uh, will take a look. I was just looking. I can bring. I can actually bring that airport back up. It should be the first one up here. So depending on the application, we might we might, you know, want to verify everything that's being used, whether it be the um, the hardware. So this is the Madrid job. Yeah, the ceiling there. Yeah. Jeez, that's crazy. Isn't that nuts? It's so it this is a great job because I'll do it, you know, I'll be at a trade event and I'll talk about Mozo and I mentioned this I mentioned the ceiling in most a lot of architects. Oh, I, I've been in that airport. Or I mentioned the seating in Schleepol. So at least we have some really cool international See, it's, reference. It's kind of it's, it's a kind of a structure that you're actually gonna spend the time and effort to look up in the ceiling. You are. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're trying to catch a plane or whatever, you're just gonna still look at that ceiling. Yes. And what's that made out of? Those strips there are like, what's the dimensions a, on that? So that's a bamboo veneer. It's probably somewhere around five, six millimeters thick. Okay. Uh, maybe maybe four, 400 millimeters wide. And yep. then being able to handle. This was, uh, we actually partnered with uh, uh, a group in China and st it started a factory to make the veneers to actually go back and do this operation. And it's the only operation that Mozo still continues to hold any sort of ownership in, in, in China. And basically you know, you're taking bamboo down to that little square stick yeah. and then we build the log cans and then we peel them to make veneer. 
Oh. So you're, re, you're, you're basically restructuring a log. But again, taking care of the material, focusing on has the bamboo been dried properly? Has it been you know sanded properly? Are all the pieces cut to the right millimeter? Has it been pressed under the proper pressing for the proper amount of time? Have you given it time to balance? If you pay attention to all of those things, the result you get in the end will be what you want. There's a lot of, you know, flooring, for instance. So I don't do, we don't participate in the residential flooring market in Canada or the United States. We participate in the commercial flooring market yep. with that one solution right there and a couple other ones as well because it's not $1.99 a square foot. We don't go to the mill and say, hey, we need millions of square feet that we need to resell for this. We, we go to our partners and say, we need a floor that needs to look like this and most importantly, it needs to do this. Yeah, It's the function, it's the application that will dictate what goes on before it. And, you know, being a lumber guy my whole life, um, when I came to Mozo, R&D swings the hammer. I, it, it, was, it was something new to me. Never had I been in a place where research and development had the absolute hammer of what you could sell, what you couldn't sell, where it was going and what they were doing. And in the beginning, you know, I'm, it, it didn't make a lot of sense. As I learned more and learned more about the culture, what the company was doing, it, we can't fail. Yeah. We're out front. If we fail, it'll, it'll deter others from continuing down the road and deter others from following us. And, and the driver is our headquarters are over in the Netherlands. And, you know, you go and you talk to one of the founders of the company and you stand in the parking lot and he points out the fact that you are 18 feet below sea level <laughs> having this conversation on dry land in the parking lot. And you start to realize, okay, so they look at things just a little bit differently. We do. The driver is survival. And that becomes the focus, and, and it's just, it drives you to look at the details. And, and it's... Uh, it's a great product, man. I, Thank I, you. I, I want to dive far Go for it. Go more for it. into it, but let me just share a little bit of history here on construction and history of the bamboo. I don't, I'm sure you know quite a bit of this. I didn't know. Angelina doesn't want to pull up all this, and this was all fascinating to learn. Bamboo has been used for over 7,000 years. Correct. Uh, it was appealing to harvesters because its shallow roots mean it can be planted in soil where trees cannot grow, uh, such as rocky areas. It can yield material for up to 50 years without needing to be replanted. It grows extremely quickly, uh, reaching maximum in one growing uh, season, rather than the years it takes for hardwood trees to mature. And it can absorb nutrients from sources like sewage, reducing waste and it can help slow flood streams yes so it's actually just all positive all across so five thousand years ago tree houses were made out of bamboo in china from 200 bc to 200 ce bamboo was used for paper and books bamboo was used to create musical instruments in the 600s establishing bamboo cultural legacy as inspiring art poetry music and even cultural dishes in the 1300s bamboo was used as an interior building material to create bedding and flooring until the 20th century laminated bamboo was used for flooring in the 1990s treatment was developed to make bamboo look and feel like hardwood and thus a durable alternative to harbor flooring and boards born bamboo's got a very positive history like honestly absolutely like absolutely i wish that we would and uh, like when i look at your bamboo i don't see the knuckles i see a grain i see a specific new kind of grain sure sure right? and, well that's that is the grain of the bamboo the yeah. knuckle is part of it and yes as we've improved the different 
manufacturing processes. You know, when I first started to sell the extreme, the knuckle was very prevalent. But since we've worked to, you know, it's a constant building of a process, right? You, you're constantly making it better. You're learning and you're implying that. So it's, it's now it's, it's hardly visible at all, but that's what it is. It's, it's, it's natural grain. I mean, you know, as a wood guy, you don't want it all to look the same. That's not why you chose wood. You want it to look the same, choose LVT. Which is a different market, a different True. application. I True. just, I, I like the idea. And I guess maybe with decking here, and uh, I'm assuming North America decking and, and uh, deck builders, they're more about trying to shape and bend. And, and you can't really tackle this product that way. But I've always been fascinated with the idea. Why do we always want to bend and shape decks outside <laughs> when the inside of our house doesn't look like bend and shaping anything? It's all square boxes, walls, open concept. I, I, I really... I, I don't really, get it. I don't, we're on the I same don't, page. I don't, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I don't. The, the, so the one thing I could say in defense of that where people call us like, hey, Brett, you know, we're, th- you know, we're thinking of doing a deck and we'd like to bend it. And I'd say, you don't. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's not worth it. It's not worth your time. It's not worth my, you know, it's not worth my time to, to ex- try to explain to you not to do it. It's other than it won't work. What we do offer with ours. Here's the thing, Brett, you don't bend it. You shape it. You can't. So we, do I would offer, tackle it shaping it. That's how I would do it. So, and that's a good point. When we make the Mozo Bamboo Extreme, it comes off the press in a panel panel can be up to four feet wide there is some flexibility to do some things within the confines of that panel we've brought it over on in the past for architect specs who want to do some specific things some of the site furnishing applications um the other thing that that we have that's kind of a a, a feature on the decking and this is um this is are we visiting we're visiting ohio now oh rob turner out in ohio this is a deck that he built so you can kind of so our deck boards have a have a fluted face and a, and a flat and a smooth face the reason why we do this is that there's a lot of areas in europe who actually deck like a textured face when yes you deck it's an old wood trick if you put a textured face down outside the wood's gonna all its weathering is gonna take place inside the groove so your aesthetic remains the same right we just we do it the same way to maximize manufacturing. But what you can do here is you use it as a decorative element. So what he did was he you know took the reeded face up and he used it as a, as a decorative element. We've had contractors who use it as a picture frame. We have um, it's a beautiful detail. Thank you, thank Honestly. you. We we actually have run into some municipalities who want some sort of traction on the steps. I could see know, that and, as and a tread the, for sure. So now. All they got to do is flip the board over. We have a one groove and a two groove. Um, starting next year, we'll actually have an eight inch wide for the little bit more overhang. No risk of cupping at it's all. Just it's stable. Not, it's stable. Eight inches wide. Huh? Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. And still the option of groove or no groove on an eight inch. Uh, one groove. There's one, one groove. groove. It's meant to be the outside parameter board. Give them something to do with their four by fours. So That's this is pretty th- impressive. This is a great. This this is a deck. This is um. This is in San Diego, again, my, my great friend, Dave Frazier. So this job was is uh, a, a office park. And actually, I believe it run third place in Nadra a couple of years ago for a commercial space. And one of the major advantages of the Mozo Extreme Decking is we only require four inches of clearance above permeable ground. 
So that means we get a lot closer to the ground. Like with EPay, for instance, Manny, they're going to want 12 inches of air gap. We only need four. So with this particular project, they ended up digging down into the ground, laying in metal joist and decking on grade. Now, I have the four inches of required space between the ground, but I don't think you can do that with another natural material now i wasn't cleared on this by r&d by the way and and they were okay with that this is this is now three years old uh, as a matter of fact but yeah i mean with with the metal joist application um putting us on top you now can do things with exterior decking again right there on you know on grade your own grade basically yeah and and as i guess as long as you do the metal joist underneath you you need the proper drainage underneath even when it weathers it's going to still let the product dry absolutely which is key here but i love that you don't have a series of steps to get up to it nope you're almost like in some sections it's it's literally on grade it is you walk right on it it is and then we did you know we did the benches and the other elements and then the the tint on it, um, Eric Mesmer, uh, Mesmer's uh, UV Plus does a, a Mozo bamboo oil for us as a partner application, and basically it's their UV hardwood for exterior. But they he looked at the color, so it, it just highlights the bamboo a little bit better yeah. for us. Well, there's so, kind of a, a slightly reddish. It looks good. Yeah, it's a popular. I mean, that red hue is what people like out to outside. It takes them to the. Um, it takes them to that uh, that cedar look. This this is you know weathered, right? We talk about weathered. You, know, you hit it before. That's this is San Diego as well. Nice with the glass rail there. Yep. No, it's a great product, man. Yeah, I've I yeah some killer killer views. I, I actually I think I have the uh, the deck is in here. This I I I have to I I'd be remiss if I didn't show the which one the the deck that launched a thousand ships and and for us in Southern California. This is a private residence. This is a private residence and it is right on that is the Pacific Ocean. Wow. That is a 180 foot drop right off the front of that. Uh, this was the first deck we did with Fraser uh, and our our retail partners Dixie Line. And the homeowner wanted uh, to be able to walk out onto the deck, and he and he wanted epay. I mean, he was very specific, but because of the clearance, and he didn't want to step up, they, they nobody would warrant it. And we happened to be in the right place at the right time with with a with a, a great uh, guy named Josh Orr, who brought us out, and we we did this project. And there is the aerial view. I don't think we have on here. Um, gotta be spectacular well it's like four thousand square feet of deck he did a bunch of fence and and it's right there on the and it it was and it really was the the deck that launched us into into the california market and uh it's you know it's funny i don't i don't know the gentleman's name um but i believe he was a canadian who owned the house that was his Really, it was a summer house, yeah, or something like that. What are uh, I guess the substructures, the joists, and everything that are they all leaning towards uh, joists, metal joists, or are they still going with spruce or some sort? So we see, you know, we still see a lot of measure southern yellow pine. Yeah. We see dug fir on the west coast. We are seeing more of the metal rail. I mean, the fortress stuff was who we worked with in the past. Yeah, um, I don't think uh, I don't think Trex is doing it anymore. Somebody, I, I thought I'd heard that they had gotten out of the metal rail business, but I think even Gladys made you mentioned that they're going to develop, um, a joist that actually has the integrated clip system Cl- with it, which would be, would be, which would be great because we, you already have to do that anyway. You could, you could take that step out. of It would be fantastic. Yeah. We, that application that Gladys has, we, 
we're starting to talk to some pool people, you know, about using, because you can use material around the water. That's a nice low rise application with the grad, the one grad system with the PR 39 rail, you can use the keys and actually remove. I love those keys, man. And the most, for whatever reason, if there's something damaged and you just put it in, it's got like a little scissor action and it unlocks the clip and takes the board out. It's, it's perfect. I mean, there's nothing else like that. And again, from the natural standpoint, the Mozo holds its holds its own that we can come in and go in and out of that out of that system. So it's it's a good partnership for us. Are you guys recommending that all sides be oiled before you install and then drop it in place and then cut no. the ends? No, no, you no. don't even need the undersides no. to be oiled. It's 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 a waste. Staff, we've 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 looked at it. We've talked to R and D. It's a waste of time. Just put it up and on the face on the face and then you, once you do your final cut do the ends don't do the ends don't do the ends, don't do the ends. let the ends breathe let the ends breathe. so the the problem we were having with the end was because when you cut the mozo extreme along that side it, it tends to look more resiny just because the angle so none of that wax takes it's like what try to it wax won't absorb. try to wax a bowling ball. It's not gonna happen. Got it. And what happens what what we were finding was the wax was weeping itself up to the top. Okay. Just because it's gotta move somewhere, especially if they're pushing it in and, and if it wasn't done right, and it interferes with the finish. It adds no value. We don't end check. It's not a natural progression of the product. Um, if people notice little micro fissures on the back of our boards, it's more of a heat. It's more of a heat fracture from from going through a saw blade. It's not a check. It doesn't become a split. It doesn't evolve and deteriorate because of the way it's of the densification. There's really no place for it to go. And then maintenance. I mean, maintenance on the boards themselves. Like, what are you doing every year? Or you so you have to pre-wash or soap it, scrub it, or so. I'm I'm glad you asked me that. Right. You you need. I we've started to. I, I've made a conscious effort to steer our marketing to use the word care instead of maintenance. <laughs> it's just a little okay, marketing. Okay, so to care little for the product. Care right. Thank for you. The to product. care for the product. <laughs> so, you know, what we if you read our installation instructions, we're going to tell you this. You should clean it once a year. Okay. And when you say clean it. Little soap, little water, little soft bristle brush. Not 3,500 pressure nope, wash. Nope, 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 no, nope, 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 right? nope, nope, Don't nope. kill the wood. Don't it's need, still wood. You don't need, you don't need that. Yeah. You're just trying to remove loose dirt and debris off the surface. Yeah. If you choose to put oil on afterwards, that's up to you. And but I am going to tell you to clean it, and it's interesting. So you know, I'll be I'll you know, be at a trade event. Somebody comes up, and they're like, "Oh, I'm looking for something maintenance free." I'm like, "That's a fallacy. You don't own anything. You leave outside twenty four seven. Nobody. That's does. you. You don't. You you." Your lawn, your roof. You cover your barbecues. You you, you put cover you everything. put sunscreen on. You everything. wear a hat. Yeah, you know it's so. That's a fallacy. So you have to clean anything outside. Other than that, the color, the aesthetic you want. You know, I I became a consumer of my own goods during COVID, which was great. I live in a, a townhouse community with very very strict rules, and due to a material shortage, I was able to. They approved a Mozo deck for me and my 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 friend next door, so it was cool. So now I'm like I get to watch it and see it on my own. Now, it I finished my deck a year ago. I did not refinish it this year. I just cleaned it. I will probably do it again next year. It it do, it doesn't move. I I kind of like the color. You gonna oil it? Or you gonna? Leave I'm gonna it? no. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna reapply the oil. Okay. I, I I think we're gonna do another maintenance video. You know it's. 
it's setting the expectation. You know, it is so hard to do when you're trying to do it with something new. And, you know, the video is, has become a great vehicle to do it with. So we do, we do have one maintenance and care video. I think we're going to shoot another one in the spring showing some pictures. This is what it looks like after sitting for two years. We'll take everybody through the process again. But it, it's not difficult, and it's really, you know, it's it's kind of like, you know, part of me also is like, okay, so you want to spend $30,000 on a wood deck and not, and really not take care not of it? Not take care of it? I no, mean, you got to kind of take care of it. I mean, you, you but you want to, right? Yeah. Like, why else would you build this if you didn't want it? Now, now the color again, man, right? If you want that to weather, that's that's totally fine. I'm on the fence. I, I, I do like the patina, the gray, just natural. I like it, but I also like the oiling of it as well, too. But even if I was going to let it weather... I'd still wash it and clean it every spring, every fall, and just get it prepared. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. This is um, uh, my friend Jim Moransky in Philadelphia did some rooftop decks with us. Nice. So he lets his material just weather out. He's getting full sun. He is getting full sun, and he face screws, too. He is old <laughs> school. He pre-drilled and face screwed. Stainless steel? Yes, yeah. I've done that before. He, he just, you know. Talk about tedious. It, it is, but, but, you know, when I first started selling professionally back in the early 90s, I sold ePay. And I tell you what, I remember going to job sites, and you see an ePay deck. It's got stainless steel screws and a tight, sharp row. That Rivets. Are nice. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. And it's a piece of, piece of artwork. But those heads get a little warm on a really, really hot day. They do. <laughs> they, they do. And if you're barefoot, you'll feel it. You'll feel it quick. <laughs> But it it does it does aesthetically look pleasing to the it, eye. It, it does. It, it looks it totally does. pleasing, especially if you've got a pattern and you're going with it somehow. It looks really pleasing. Sure. And 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 Jim, you know this one we um, Starborn has these great their deck screws or all the different paint colors yeah. that they came up with for yeah. the composites. So I think it's their their brown screw we use on our and you can't even as as the deck starts to weather it, it really it really fades in with the screw heads it's kind of nice so i mean you're gonna eventually drop something at some point and it could sure be something are. as sharp yep and you're gonna hit it yep what's the best thing to do that just kind of get rid of whatever splinters might be popping out or sand it down a tiny bit it, it, or? if if you did damn if you did visible damage to it which would take an effort i'm just saying like a really little sharp sand, fork, just a little sand just a little sand yeah, just a little and it'll disappear yeah. Because that's, that's bound to happen. If you're cooking Abs outside, you drop Absolutely. something, you're a little intoxicated, you break something, whatever, right? Works so, just like a piece of wood. That is the one is. thing we can... We, the one thing we can tell you is it, it just handles like a piece of wood. This is uh, this is some of the... We haven't done a ton of the size. So this... this this. Uh, so that's decking and siding and fencing. Yep. Wow. So And he liked the weather, letting it weather. This is in Del Mar, California. There's a nice shot of some age stuff. Has some of it been used? Do you, do you make a slightly different size for, I guess, soffit applications? We When I say different, like maybe a thinner, maybe a 19 mil thick by... So we do an 18. So the siding is 18 millimeters okay. as opposed to the 20 for the decking. Okay. Um, we are starting to look at some different elements around those lines. But from sta stability, we haven't gone any thinner than 18 right now. And salt water application? It doesn't do anything. It, it doesn't do anything. We had to do, we had to come up with some documentation for Vancouver Island. Oh, I want to say three, four years ago, we started with, um, and we, whatever, we were able to provide whatever documentation that they wanted to know that it wasn't going to leach into the salt water. So, because that's a big thing. But I mean, you guys have done Pacific, you've done, 
you're in Asian countries as well, so you're close to water. You're in. You're close to salt. Water, oh no yeah, problem. we we are close to. Let me see if I if I click off of this, take off my uh, words, and I just go hotel wellness. You can see some of the. I mean, we do a lot of work in the. A lot of our resort work is in uh, Central and South America. Yeah. So why do I keep going by? Um, sorry. No problem. Hotel wellness. So so um, Ibero Star Resorts. Um, Hard Rock. We've done, we've done a lot of work. Cuba. You guys have been down in Cuba. Yes. I mean, yeah. We, I know there's been a lot of testing down there. A lot of products go down there. And oh we yeah. Just try them out. We do. We um we have a, a sales region um that is run out of Madrid that works with Central and South America. Lots of decking, lots of siding, yep. um, lots of cladding, yes. like all kinds of stuff, and fencing that you can use it for. But obviously, there's other products that absolutely you guys have developed other ideas right oh yeah absolutely and and you know a couple of things here right so you know wall products so we do we work with the veneers you know we can work in, in applications from doors so what uh, is this coming so that wall product there what is that it's coming in strips or is it coming in paneling or how's that working so that's coming in strips and then that's getting glued up in an application wow. we, we can also so we we also do a lot of we also do a lot of panel product Got oh, it. Let me just bring this up here. Solid beam, solid panel. So this gets this this takes you on a wide variety of uh, bamboo construction as far as panel goes. This this is what you'd see in furniture. Holy! So these are custom, or are these you guys? Are no, really- some of oh. these are stock. Believe it or not, they're they're like five five ply, three ply, depending on the construction. But this is what we use for these wild applications. So countertop. Wow. The furniture, the treatments, like Railings. this, this, yep, the wow. railing treatments. Okay. Spindles and everything, yep. staircase. And then this kind of, now this is all one-off customer, I guess, oh, design. Yeah, yeah. Th- this is, um, I think this is from, is that from the Hotel Jakarta? We, we've done some, I mean, this, you know, just from a plane, this is the seven millimeter, like all the different size. These are panels. And they're offering different tones i guess in finishing that you they it comes that way already yeah so you you know my marketing director for kill me we have chocolate and vanilla right she hates that <laughs> we have the accrued which I is the very light no you get, you got extremes here you got different variations you, you do but it's also the variations are also affected by the strand of the bamboo right here's yes. the plane pressed here's yes. the side press which is going to present a little darker and then if we go in the back you start to see the that's, high density caramelized nice, yeah. the hard density accrued and then we do this tiger stripe. Nice. We'll get into the different But that strings. tiger stripe does not fade with sun the way tiger stripe wood does. No, no. And you would you would see that in an interior wall yeah. application. But yeah, these are all the different this is the variety of, of, of panel that we stock and we sell. So you're going as thin as what? And seven millimeters. Seven mil and as wide as what? 40. 40. Even four, oh, yeah. wow, 40 mil, huh? Yeah, so it's almost, you know, like a piece of two by. Wow. And it's, you know, right right now, you know, for us in, in North America in particular, we getting in front of the architect, getting them to see what's out there as far as um, as far as what's available and what they could do, like we we developed um, going into 2019, we developed a health, safety, and welfare credit for the AIA community. 
Okay. We partnered with a great company out of Toronto called AEC Daily, which is an education vehicle for architects and a multitude of other practicing uh, areas of specification. Yeah. And we've we've had this course out for now for two years, and it's booming bamboo. And, and what it does is it takes presents to the architectural community a story of bamboo. We talk a little bit about the circular economy versus versus the linear, which we're in now. We talk about the different species of bamboo, where it grows, the giant bamboos as opposed to, as opposed to the the more um, clumpy bamboos that we see here in North America. Yeah. We talk about things like you, but to, you when you were going through your fact sheet, yeah. you can grow this on the sides of hills, places that erosion. We address carbon carbon sequestration, reforestation, and then we after we put them to sleep with that, <laughs> we zoom them in the end. <laughs> And we talk about here's all the stuff you can make with it. Yeah. And and I, in 2017, I was the last time I was in China. I took a, a, a friend of mine, a customer, Dave Gorham from Boise Cascade. And after seven days of looking at all these different types of manufacturing veneers, furniture, the high density, we saw the strips being manufactured. We walked soup to nuts through this thing. And Dave looked at me and he said, you know what I learned, Brett? And I said, what? He says, there's nothing you can do with lumber that you can't do with bamboo. Sure. And that statement from a guy who had spent 46 years in the lumber industry was 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 pretty powerful and, and, and motivating to, like, we can do something here. Like, we really have something special to work with, and there's an overabundance of it, and it's got all these checked boxes. But it's education on application. So this is one-ply panel. So this is the veneer. Uh, this is the veneer. So what's just the thickness cut. of that? That's three, four millimeters. Four mil thick, huh? Yeah. So instead of cutting like a point six millimeter veneer that you would lay up, yeah, for something for pressing, we could do something a little bit more densified. And this is I we you know we would use something we use this in a like a computer flooring tile. You can use the sort of thicker veneer. This would be. Something that for those ceiling systems, yes. this would be the size you were looking at for the different areas. It, it's 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 interesting. We we talk to companies. They 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 come to us. I, I had a meeting a couple of weeks ago, and they're like, "So what do you make out of bamboo?" And I'm like, "Well, what do you want?" Yeah, pretty much anything. You know, <laughs> like you just dream of. And 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 it what it what it happened was. I, I wasn't ready for the meeting was intended to be one thing and went to another. I basically ended up giving this class on bamboo and, you know, left a, a bunch of different varieties of, so just, I said, in the end, you come back and tell us what you want and then we'll put it together on how you want to yeah, do it, which yeah. is the next big step for Mozo in North America is getting through these, these not necessarily hurdles, but these, these requirements. So this, this is right here. Um, and you can tell me to stop talking. No, no, no. no. So this is the, now you guys are getting into structural. So now we're getting into structural, right? So, so this, these are engineered now. These are engineered. This is this is a this is a laminated product, right? This is a side press product that we do. We can laminate this up to thirty eight feet long. We have a hook joint machine at the factory as wow, well. Okay. Um, my uh, Michael von Houten, who runs our uh. uh region over in germany he and his group worked on this and we have actually have dibt which is the structure which is the certification body for germany to do these for for curtain walls now wow and and that is just an awesome application you kind of see sorry yeah i know you kind of see the hook joint actually in the in the piece right there 
So this right here, that's a hook joint. I see it there, yeah. And that's what enables you to lay those things up longer and longer. And so, so those are every so often based on the engineering specs behind it. Correct. Wow. So this would be like this, you know, we, 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 we see this and I, I, you know, I get all excited and there's, there's, there's hurdles in the U S and there's, you know, we have to get the certifications and it, it makes Canada more important. It makes Canada a very strategic partner for, for Mozo North America because the lumber industry is so big in the United States and, and, you know, getting a clear understanding of what the rules are to engage is, 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 is trying. Yeah. I mean, it, it is what it is. We found when we've, we've talked to people in Canada, when we've talked to some manufacturing partners up here, their acceptance of the sustainability, their focus on that, that one driving issue is, is what's leading us in the right direction. Like, like, they agree that it's important that we do this and want this. And that seems to override fitting into a system that already exists. But I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but is this not more sustainable? Oh yeah. You, you, <laughs> I mean, then the, the actual carbon footprint that of traditional lumber products. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Right? Because if, if you, I mean, if you take it full cycle, if you took the bamboo full cycle and actually burned it at the end of its life as a, as a, as a fuel source, it is a negative. Yeah. It, it never releases back into the atmosphere. And because it's such a densified product, right? Remember I said eight inches goes down. It means the carbon sequestration ability of the bamboo in its manufactured state is much greater than the lumber, but just the sheer turnaround time, just the sheer, you know, 80 years to, to harvest a, a hardwood tree and four and a half years to harvest a, a mature comb from a, from a mozo bamboo comb. Even, even poplar to harvest it is at 15 years. Absolutely. But they're harvesting it too soon either. You, you're way too young of a tree to, to harvest at that point still, but they're doing it. They are doing it. And it's not the same. And it's also not the same wood that there once We've was. seen it. We've seen those images on social media where you're seeing a two by four from a hot century home yeah. versus a two by four of today. Oh, absolutely. The grains, right? Oh, yeah. You see how tight the, the, the century home two by four yes. is compared to how loose the grain is with today's lumber. Absolutely. We're and harvesting too soon. We, we are. When I came into the industry, number one dense select struck pine was still available. Yeah. Like you could get pricing on it. I don't know. I, I don't, I, I would. It doesn't exist. It doesn't anymore. exist anymore. Stink, man. Exactly. And, and you know, we've, and, and we just, we just, it's a slow roll out of the message. It's a big market, but we're here. We're here to stay. We make small strides. This is a this is a traffic sign program. I think you, I think it was sorry. Sorry, go ahead. This this is just again another application for. Exterior. Where is this? In what country? This is in Hall. This is in the Netherlands. So they're we, making traffic signs out of the product. Yes. <laughs> Tried to just can cut. you order me one? I, I actually, I, you know what? Let me get can to work on that. I will give it a try. I'll totally put it in the studio. You know what? I I will get you. You know what? I will get you. Absolutely. I'm just fascinated that they're using a wood product for a traffic sign. You know, it's so it says so much. It it, it does. I mean, but if you go back into like just building the history, right? And we'll take a look at we'll take a look at natural material um, siding, right? So the concept of rain screen. Yes. In the past 10, 15 years, this concept of rain screen has grown throughout everywhere. It's like, oh, great. It's the, it's the newest, greatest way to, to... Well, if you look at the development of rain screen, I believe it was the Vikings who figured out if you put wood in front of the mud wall, it would screen the rain and the building would last longer, right? 
So we, we, we're constantly <laughs> recycling. But you have, you know, I have a very good friend of mine, Peter Cobelt, who works in the CLT field, which is cross-laminated timber. Okay. So I, I have, what these guys do is... You're talking about paralams? Paralams, but to a structural standpoint. Yes. So you're making entire buildings, and you're using a CNC router to cut out where all the electric and the plumbing goes in the walls. Oh, I'm not kidding. I did a... Peter and I did a presentation for a motel group years ago, geez, 15 years ago now, on CLT. And the, the case study we used was eight carpenters put up a four-story apartment building in London in two weeks, including... A four-story. A four-story, including the elevator shaft. Because when it's a big wood building, you just prop up the side and you take your wrench on you, you... you, you you're mechanic. structurally, mechanically putting it together. Together, and if if the CNC router missed a spot on the wall where you take out your drill and you, it's wood, right? Yeah. You drill a hole, and the sales, this one of one of the positives of CLT is that you could, if designed right, unscrew that hotel at the end of a couple of years and move it on down the road where you knew it and reassemble it and reassemble it and pick up now and then we got into the sustainability pitch, which was interesting because everybody blew by it years ago. It was like, look, wood walls, they, they don't give up moisture and heat as quick. It takes less energy to heat yeah. and cool the building. Yeah. And, and and Pete and I have, you know, worked around each other for years, and now it's interesting where he's looking at CLT applications for buildings. This is going back to your wood is real, wood is here, yeah. we want it. And, you know, trying to work with him to get bamboo cladding on the outside and to get some sort of collaborative between the two. You know, it, we only have we only have so many materials to go around that we need to, you know, make sure we're using sustainable ones. I agree. I want to get into furniture because uh, yes. I know that you guys also also talk uh, do a bunch of products like that too. But l- let me do a little OBC talk here regarding finish for treads, landings, and ramps. Uh, finish for treads, landings, and ramps must be wear resistant. So you guys are actually using some of your product for those treads themselves, right? Yes, we are for that yes. purpose, right? Yes, slip resistant and smooth, even from uh, from open defects. When not within a house, a slip resistant finish is not required so long as the slip resistant strips that extend one millimeter or less above the surface are installed finish for treads landings and ramps within a, a house must be finished with hardwood vertical grain softwood resilient flooring low pile carpet matte finished ceramic tile concrete or plywood if serving an unfinished basement or garage stairs and ramps not in a house must be distinctive visual uh, to mark the leading edge of the treads the leading edge of the landing and the beginning and end of the ramp stairs not in a house must have a tactile attention indicator at the top of the stairs starting one tread depth back from the edge of the top stair and at the leading edge of the landings where the doorway opens onto stairs starting one tread depth back from the edge of the landing so it's a bunch of stuff that i gotta learn but i'm learning it right on no but i mean we actually it's funny how we're now taking all this obc information right from tracks.ca which is a website that a company here in Toronto is okay. actually uploaded the Ontario Building Code, and they're working on every province's code. Put it online, so we no longer have to flip through sixteen hundred pages of documents to oh, find nice. something. We're actually just pulling it right from the website, and we get that information. So I want to get back to you and start. Those are nice, man. Thank you. <laughs> I took a that's jump. Like, that's like the traditional park bench. Yes. Yes. But it looks nicer. 
Spectacular. Thank you. So we, you know, this is the out, this is the bamboo extreme material. Um, this is, uh, our two by version. And again, we, we make this in, in a four foot wide panel by a little over, a little over six and a half feet long. We are going to work on having some eight foot long. We should have some eight foot long stock next year. I'm just, uh, what's going on there in Paris? What's at the top left? The what's that? A cla- no, no, sorry. Just one down. That one right there. Oh, the cladding. Oh, so this is... What is all that about? So again, stability with the material equals freedom of design. Oh, those I'm totally s- loving that. So those beams that you saw on that bench... Same beam, same, same material? Beams, same material. What's the dimensions on those guys? They look like they're six inches maybe by two or something? They're, so they're 40 millimeters, and those I think are probably somewhere around 155 or 152. So yeah, like a two by six. I love the way that they've staggered yep. two or three layers... Is that what's going on there? Yep. Or is it, yeah. They staggered the layers. I mean, shoot. I mean. I didn't mean to take it off the No, 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 but it's, no. It's just, no. okay, well, technically speaking, the same wood that's built that bench is the same wood that's on that cladding. Exactly. It's just imagination it, at that point. So the, the we do, um, there's, a, there's a TED talk that my friend Pablo Vanderloot, Dr. Pablo Vanderloot gave on Booming Bamboo. We used it. As the basis for our course, Pablo is our director of sustainability for Mozo. He works with a couple of companies. He's a, um, he speaks a lot, sustainability, CLT he's very involved with. And I, I'll never forget the first time I heard it, and, and it's actually referenced in, in, in our Mastering Bamboo video, but at one point Pablo says, the limitation of bamboo lies merely in the imagination of the architect, the carpenter, the end user, the designer. If you could think it, you could have it, right? Yeah, a thousand percent, and, and And that's it. So this is, you know, again, some more furniture applications. We have a couple of partners over in Europe. We are aggressively pursuing for site furnishing partners in North America, offering ourselves, like, hey, you had trouble with ePay, other, other tropical species, they're expensive. We can offer you something with a more sustainable message. We can cut down on waste. I mean, it's still... It, it is the way the way the bamboo extreme, for instance, is made. The exterior product. It is the perfect. It's a hybrid. Yeah. If 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 I could have that space, whereas we offer all the features of a manufactured product. Ergo, I can give you every piece the same size. Yeah. They're going to stay straight. The hole's going to be there. That that. But I can give you the benefits of the tropical hardwood of the natural hardwood. It looks and feels like wood. It's sustainable. It has all the you know bona fides to go with it. It parks itself in a very very unique space, and we find ourselves you know like I'm the biggest you know wise ass at a show. Well, I'm looking for something thermally modified. Gotcha. Well, I want sustainable. Gotcha. Gotcha. Like hey buddy, I just I got everything you need right here wrapped up into one. Which is true. It is. I, I mean, I'm not. I, I couldn't make it up if I want to. No. Is there any, I, I'm, I think I know the answer to this, but there's no off-gassing. No, there is not. There's that is nothing, absolutely right? correct. That is absolutely correct. So there's no kind of like, you're going to have this kind of weird feel to it or something. It's nothing. This is what it is. No, it, it is most people, when they first see it and handle it, think it's a piece of wood. Yeah. I mean, you you, you might look at the end and scratch your head a little bit. It's heavy. It's heavy. It's very, very heavy. Most the first time, first IBS show I I ever worked, I was standing there with a plank in my hand, and a deck builder came up, and he was like, 
Epay? And I said, no, Bamboo. Mm-hmm. And he said, all right, talk to me. And, uh, you know, <laughs> and, and at the time it was like, look, I can give you, we can provide this, the aesthetic that your customer wants. Like this is the look that your customer wants. If you use our stuff, you're, I, I'm, I'm going to lower your cost basis considerably. And if you, if you do it once, you'll want to do it again. And I know, you know, I don't analyze data by stretch of the imagination, but I know that I have a, a retail stocking base that sells material every week, which means somebody is constantly walking in yeah. that door and buying it, which means our message is really to the contractor. The, the decking, it, it's interesting when you look at the decking in the United States, right? There's all sorts of people involved and there's the homeowner is, it gets involved in the purchasing, but at the end of the day, the deck builder has a lot of influence. Yes. He has to know where to get the material. It has to be easy for him to obtain. He has to, you know, be a reasonable cost. And installation. Installation has to be easy. And, he, you know, there has to be, he, he has to like work because if he doesn't like working with her, had a bad experience, you've lost him. And they are a critical in that equation with decking. Uh, you know, flooring, you know, I've attempted to install flooring in my own home and then paid somebody else to come in and clean it up. But I knew. For as much as for as upset as my wife might have been as the way the floor looked, nobody was going to get killed if they walked on the bad flooring. I do no. you you install a second story deck. I don't know what you do. It's a different story, and and they are very important because of that. And you know when I started selling decking in the nineties, there there weren't building codes around no. decks. It I was mean, it was a cobway. It was it, just, it, right, and yeah. now it's now we're now we're, we're you know making sure we're up to date and and, and paying attention to it and. You know, those organizations that get that information out are important to us. And, and But making sure the contractor has an experience that he wants to come back and do it again is, you know, is the ultimate goal with them. There's also one more thing when it comes to clients as well is that you're created a product outside of ePay. Yes. There's going to be a premium. There's a premium attached to the ePay installation. Because yes. any, any seasoned contractor that comes in to do it, either they have or they heard that it's more difficult, right? their quote is going to be higher just because of that conversation that they've had or that experience that they had with another product yes. like ePay. Yes. Versus you guys have a tough product, but you've made it easier to install. Yes. And that's the reason. So then they like it, so they can still charge that premium because of the premium product. And they should. But they don't have to go to that extra premium because of the challenges. Correct. Right? The, so, cha- the challenges yeah. and the costs we take off. I mean, so that roof deck in Philadelphia, yeah. I, I remember meeting with him for the first time and we're talking and he's just kind of after a while I realized he wasn't listening to me because he just kept looking around the warehouse and I'm like what's going on he's like is everything six feet long I say he's like so I can just shove it in a freight elevator I don't have to get a crane and 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 close off the street and get a permit and I'm just doing this back and forth and yeah we had a fan and so oh there's another thing we didn't think of but yeah, I mean, making their lives easier. You have to at that point. You you do, and and it's part of the value. I mean, it's 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 the message of sustainability goes beyond just environmental. Sustainability is supply. There's 80 million acres of mozo bamboo growing in China, and it's not stopping anytime You're not, soon. It's not. It, it's not running running out anytime soon. Oh no, it, it won't. I, right. I don't think it. And can. even if it does, it's still replenishing itself faster it, than when. 
it's not harvested. It's not like the lumber industry. They don't go in and clear cut. A lot of it is done by hand and taken to process stations and areas where they process the strip. It's kind of where the basis of the industry starts to feed in to the manufacturers. But if you go into a bamboo forest, you'll see markings on a tree. It's typically the, the forestry inspector of the area is dictating when the column is cut. And in a lot of cases, who's cutting it? Because that's the livelihood that goes with it. Can you, you can't set up the same bamboo here in North America, can you? So you can, and I'm, I am not a scientist. I, I've talked to, there's a couple of people that have, have reached out to us. I believe there are some people that have grown some mozo bamboo in, in North Carolina. I, okay. I remember talking to an investment group about doing some in Mississippi, and this is year, about six, seven years ago. From what, the little bit that I understand, the answer is kind of a hard, fast no, because the mozo species is, is invasive, it. and it's never going to go away. And the giant bamboo, as opposed to the little stuff that we have, I, I, I can't see anybody turning over that kind of, making that kind of commitment of land that would just be owned by it. Um, I can't say this, as far as expanding the industry, um, the giant bamboo, the mozo is the most well-known. Everybody in North America and Europe knows mozo bamboo because it's clean, right? Yeah. You could see the fiber and the knuckles. The guadua that grows in Central and South America and India, yeah. which is another species of giant bamboo, the fiber is not as clean. It's got more color f- reflection in it. So, you know, it, it doesn't have the same aesthetic applications. So you have to look at, I thought I turned off my teams. <laughs> um, you have to <laughs> you have to look at uh, different applications, the structural, the jacking beams, things like that, where maybe the aesthetic isn't as popular. But the history that you read, the seven thousand years, it started in China. The Chinese know bamboo, like they have lived it as an active part of their culture, and and are part of what we're doing and part of helping us trying to set up some other parts, but. You know, bamboo grows in predominantly poverty-stricken areas of the world. So from a much grander scale, development of bamboo building materials could provide much-needed industry for some of those areas in a sustainable environment. It's actually possible. It is. I was going to ask you, who's using it the most around the world? Europeans, I mean the Chinese themselves, but European, there's a big displacement in how much bamboo building materials go into Europe. They're a little bit more conscious than we are. They also don't have the softwood and hardwoods. Yeah. They don't have natural resources, so they've been keyed into this a lot sooner. But uh, it's disproportionate to Africa. We're starting to see a little bit more pickup in Central and South America, which is somewhat interesting considering the resources that they have. Um, but they got a lot of exotic reasons. Well, it's not really they, they do. Yeah. They do in that industry, you know. You know, we have like we have the laptops and we have all this great technology in front of us, but you still got to cut the tree down, drag it out of the forest, and mill it, and that's never, ever, ever going to change. Not, yeah, exactly. and, and same for us. You still got to cut the call and smaller scale, less weight, but you still have to hammer the nail into the piece of wood. You still have to drill. There are certain aspects of our industry that have progressed yeah. as far as they're going to, right? And it's now it's about, can we do it a little bit smarter? Can we improve upon? And that's the end match system, the structural, the clips, the working with a more sustainable, balanced material. You cut callbacks, and we just build and build and build. It's interesting how, and I'm not surprised that Europe is kind of leading that 
interest in it and using it in an application. It's not so much that they just came across it, saw it, and go, no. oh, this is a good idea. No, they're actually using it, right? Yes, yes. And I just, I, I see a lot of that stuff coming from Europe, coming from other countries, and they're slowly filtering here in North America. But yes. we're kind of like the last stop on the bus. We, we are, we are. It's, it, it, it's for a multitude of reasons. So, you know, I, I covered as a professional, I covered North America as a sales territory since 1993. Um, setting up a business here <laughs> the last five years was in education it's in the united states manny i'm looking at one two three four five six seven like eight different geoeconomic regions with proclivities of yeah. what they like what they don't like yeah. trying to find that consistency basis um, even Canada, like the education I got in Canada, you got Vancouver, wherever here, you got Toronto, way, Toronto and, then, and then, then the East. Yeah, I know. Then it's East. Different. So there's three, there's the three economies of Canada. I would Canada. say four. Four. You've, you've got Toronto, you got Quebec, French, then you got the Maritimes. Sorry, the Maritimes. Then, yeah, and then yep. you got the out West, right? Right. So there is, a, there's quite a variety of change. Yeah. I think that is, is part, I honestly believe that is part of it is trying mm -hmm. to stay focused and centered and develop out of out of one center i we we moved the ball this year was uh exciting to your last stop comment like we had conversations for the first time ever with uh our partners at boise cascade about different applications you know we have material that we're testing with universal forest products for some antifungal some different applications we have people opening their ears and their eyes to what else is out there, what else can we do, and that's that's where we shine. And and, yeah. and the best part about Mozo is is we've been around for twenty five years. I mean, you know, Renee Zoll, Arjun Veltment, uh, uh Jerry uh, Jansen, um uh I, Rolf's gonna kill me. I can't remember his last name right now. <laughs> but this this group got together with this vision of, of of putting something together. And 25 years later, I mean, we have a corporate office in Holland. We have sales offices in France, Spain, the Middle East, uh, Africa, United States, and operation over in uh, over in China. I mean, we've doubled our business in the last two years. It is a stellar group of people to work with. Um, the overriding commitment is sustainability and what we do and, and how we bring it to market. And, and there's just no place to go it up. What better place to be in when I have no measurable market share? It's true. It's very, very true. I, I, I want to ask you one last question before there's a few other questions before we get into the last segment. Where can we find it here in Toronto, in this area, or Vancouver? Um, so Weston Premium Woods has it up in okay. this market. Uh, in, right. in, in, in Vancouver, um, uh, Windsor, Windsor Plywood. They're stocking. Both of them are stocking. Uh, Weston stocks the product here. Some of the Windsors out west have the product. Uh, others, it's available to them. We have a where Mozo North America keeps a warehouse in Vancouver that we supply the market with. Cool. Uh, Green Book talk. A little bit of safety here. Reporting a refusal to work upon refusing to work or do particular work, the worker must promptly report the circumstances to the employer or supervisor. The employer or supervisor must promptly investigate the report in the presence of the worker and the an expert and, and 
expert who must be made available and who shall attend without delay. The expert can be one of. Lots of rules and safety. Yeah, well, it's team. good. It's, no, it's good. I'm not complaining. I'm just <laughs> yeah, noting. There are, but yeah. A committee member who represents workers, a health or sa- and safety representative, a worker selected by trade union or the workers themselves because of knowledge, experience, and training. Uh, after the investigation, the worker may continue to refuse to work or do the particular work if they have reason to believe that. The thing that the ca- that caused the refusal continues to be dangerous. The physical condition of the workplace continues to be dangerous. The workplace violence continues to be likely. In the case, the worker or employer must notify an inspector and another investigation must be conducted. The inspector will decide whether the cause of the refusal to work is dangerous. I've always told the youngins, man, that just because they tell you to do it doesn't mean that you have to do it because if you feel it's unsafe, don't do it. Correct. It's as simple as that. Simple right? as that. Absolutely. So, Brett, it's been a pleasure. I, I think we covered quite a bit. I think we did. I'm I just think saying, we did. Did we miss anything on? I don't think so. I think we've we've covered a wide variety. I, I really mean, want a lot of people that are listening because I know that, I, I mean, I kind of, I bring you guys on because I want to learn myself and I want to try products, but I also want the industry to try them out as well too. Thank you. So it's really key that, you know, where do we find it? How can we get it? Even get a sample of it so we can get it on site, show it to clients, show it as a viable option for your next project. It's definitely that. Absolutely. You know, our website is very good. It's info at mozo-bamboo.com. There is the, the, the sample requester there. We have our partners in Canada who fill them through your postal service to get them there faster. We sample everything that you see online. We may focus in the exterior business here. Although I will say in the last year we have developed, we do have, we do keep the jacking beams in stock. We do have the ultra density flooring. We have expanded a little bit in the panels based on demand, but it's all here. It's all accessible. And it starts with, you know, an opening interest in a conversation and then an education process. That's all it is. It's all good, man. I mean, I'm always fascinated by new products. And technically this is not a new product. (laughs) It's, it's not, but it's, 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 it's an unknown. It's a real unknown. I didn't know about it until four years ago. Yeah. No, yeah. it's and, and this is in, you know such a great opportunity to reach your listeners and offer them something new, something different, and just a little bit of some interest. That's it. That's it. All right, we got to do the twelve questions. You ready for this? I am ready. What is your favorite construction word, Brett? Change order. <laughs> That's your favorite. What's your least favorite construction word? Value engineering. What turns you on in construction? Seeing a vision come to life. What turns you off in construction? Some of the people who designed that vision. <laughs> What's your favorite curse word? We haven't been sharing profanities. Just you don't have to share one if you don't want to. That motherfucker. There we go. <laughs> it's always nice to hear it. What is your favorite vehicle in the entire world? Uh, the 63 split window Corvette. What color? What color? Silver. That's such a nice body, huh? It is. It is. Was it only one year to split? I, I believe it was. I think it was only one year. I, I, to the best of my knowledge, it was only one year. Such but that a, car is You know just... what makes me cry nowadays, Brent? To get one of those today, oh. you can either buy a house or buy the car. You, you, you're right. <laughs> and back then, it was, what, 1200 off the showroom floor, brand new? I mean, dollars were different. I just like it's, but it's such a, it's a work of art. It's beautiful. Oh, it is. Whoever, I don't even know who designed it, or who shaped it or whatever, but I don't either. Back in the day when GM was, you know, doing something properly, but yep. it's, that's a nice one. Nice one. Thank you. Uh, least favorite vehicle in the world. The Prius. <laughs> what construction sound or noise do you love? Uh, the sound of saw blades cutting. What construction sound or noise do you hate? Uh, jackhammering. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt one day? 
Screenwriting. Really? Yeah. You got stories in your head? Oh, yeah. I got stories. You yeah. got all kinds of I stories. Got all stories. That's nice, man. One day. One day. Have you tackled it yet? I've got one. I've got a storyboard out of one laid out in my, in my office. Sid Field. Have you ever read his book? Uh, no. I wrote Who Save? Uh, no. I wrote uh, Save the Cat. Save the Cat is a good one, too. Uh, I do. I only bring it up because I came from film before construction. But Sid Field is a good book. Okay, I will. Sid take Field is a good book, just about uh, screenplay writing, story, and three act structure. Okay, uh, but there is the anatomy of the story, which is the book that Christopher Nolan kind of uh, recommended. Okay, and that's not based on the three act structure. Okay, so sorry, everybody no. else, we just veered off into storytelling. We, we did, we did, but thank you, thank you. I appreciate. <laughs> I'm always that. fascinated by people who want to write and share a story and and get it out there, right? So I mean, I I have. I have traveled North America since 1994 in the building materials industry. I mean, my That's changed. I used to go, I used to make one or two appointments for a week. I would fly to town. I would go to the hotel. I would, I'm dating myself. I would rip the yellow pages out for the lumber yards. And then I would call, I would find them. And if I could call them, it was easy. You just called the dispatch department because they thought you were a truck driver and they'd give you the greatest directions in. And that's how I made my living. And I have been in most of the United States. I've been in the Amazon rainforest. I've been in China, Europe, the Middle East. I, that's what we do. We're, we're, we're traveling salesmen. We're yeah. troubadours. Yeah. We tell stories. It's amazing, man. I look forward to it. Thank you. Let me know. Uh, what profession would you not like to do? Uh, profession would I not like to do? A funeral home director. That smell. Yeah. <laughs> All the time. Last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at those pearly gates? Well done, young man. Brett, man, absolute pleasure to see you again. Thank bro. you very much. I'd like. I'm so happy that you actually took the time just to kind of sneak, literally a fly in, a fly out kind of it, thing. It, it was. It was too good of an opportunity yeah, to pass up. I appreciate you remembering me, and, yeah, totally. and, and, and this is this is great. This Thank you. It's been a good educational process, and I totally anybody reach out. They got questions, reach out to you. Absolutely, and uh, catch them at B Kelly at uh, Moso Hyphenated Bamboo com, and also the website again is triple W Moso Hyphenated Bamboo com, and on IG it's Moso Bamboo Products, man. Fantastic. That's it. I think we are. Uh, thank you, man. Thank you, Manny. Thanks, Angelina. Thank gone. you, Angelina.